Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to an episode of Living Light Outdoors. New Year's Eve. We are coming to a close of 2021. Can I get an amen out there from anybody? I know some of you, this hasn't been such a bad year. Others, it's been an absolutely ridiculous year. I'm kind of caught in the middle. We've had uh, our share of struggle this year. We've had our share of uh, ridiculousness in this life. But we've also had our share of some blessing. God has increased in us. He has poured out on us. We're very thankful uh, for, for God walking with us through such a chaotic time, such a chaotic year. We've seen God do some incredible things, and that is worthy of walking through any fire. Amen. Letting God use you, letting God bless you, letting God move through you, watching him work in other people is really uh, man, there can't be anything better in life, amen. We have we have inquired some great friends, some new relationships through this year through ministry. Uh, we've come to know some really interesting and awesome people. Uh, they've blessed us. We're trying to bless them back, amen. So, so from whatever it may be, we're coming into a new year. This one's coming to a close. We're going to usher in a new one. I'm excited because God is pouring some things into me about change coming, seasons changing, wind blowing in the spiritual atmosphere. I've, I've experienced some things. I've, I've dreamed some things. I've witnessed some things. I believe God is about to unleash a new wave of his spirit on this earth. Whether it's the last one or not, I do not know. All I know is I want in on this one. Doesn't matter how <laughs> where where we go with it. I want in on this one, God. I want to be a part of whatever you're about to do in this nation and in this people right now. I have I have kind of focused on revival lately. It just seems like you you know. I, and I've made fun of revival, I, I, and I'm, I mean this in, a, in an interesting way here. I mean, I have made fun of churches uh, putting up banners advertising revival. You know, we're going to have revival next week. We're going to have three days of revival next week. And and I've often, you know, kind of my skewed humor, I think, how do you schedule a move of God? I mean, do you like call him up and say, okay, God, here's the deal. We got three dates open in January. We want you on this day, this day, and this day. Uh, I, I know, I know, I know that's not what's meant by those banners. I know that's not what's meant when a church wants revival. They are seeking a move of God, and I'm thankful for that. Anyway, I've got to throw a little humor into something. I, too, have been focused on revival and a movement of God more than anything, an outpouring of God's presence and his spirit. And, and I'm gonna, I want to share with you today some things. I, I talked a little bit about this yesterday. You know, to, in, my, in my poem that God had given me, uh, back in March, it, it talked about revival. The, to, to revive something means that you're bringing it back from dead or at least near dead when you revive something. Well, you know, if you want to see it in that fashion, spiritually across America, we are near dead and some of us are actually dead and we do need revival. We need the breath of God to blow into us and these dry bones to come awake, to come alive, to be covered in flesh and become an army for him once again. Looking into Ezekiel when you think of things like that. Well, I want to share with you today a message that I had, and actually I've kind of borrowed this. This was out of a, a, a Bible study that I saw, and it just leaped off the page. I thought, man, this, this needs shared. I've kind of added my version to it. But this is revival comes from God. 
Joel chapter 2, verse 25, the King James Version says, And I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent you. Revival comes from God. Revival brings about restoration to what was lost. Revival brings about reversal, if you will. God reverses sickness and disease. Revival reverses economic decay and destruction. God restores, according to Strong's Concordance, the Hebrew word for restore is shalom. And I don't know how to pronounce that. It's S-H-A-L-A-M. If you want to look that up in the concordance, it's H7999, which means to make amends, to make an end, to finish full, to give again, to make good, to pay or to repay or to make again, to be at peace, what is perfect, to perform, to make prosperous, recompense, to make restitution, to reward or surely. So when you see the word restore, it carries a lot of meaning. God restores. Surely God brings an end to things that were out of order. He is the Lord of recompense. The Lord restores, the Lord repays, the Lord rewards, the Lord brings peace, for he is peace. God is peace, and he brings peace. Surrender to him, for the Lord will make you whole. You hear me say a surrender a lot. I believe it is a necessary thing. We must surrender us. We must die to us and allow God to rise in us. Because the Lord will make us whole. He is the only thing that can make us whole. Doctors can give you medicine. Doctors can extend your life. Doctors can make you feel better. All this stuff getting pumped into you might be for a temporary fix. God can make you whole. God will finish what he started in you. He will restore what the enemy has stolen. And this is something I think that we all need to gather because there's been a lot of things stolen from many of God's people over the years. And he is saying in this, I will restore to you that which was stolen. The years of decay, the years of delay, the years of destruction. God is faithful to restore what the locust, the canker worm, the caterpillar, and the palmer worm has stolen from us. God is in control and he causes the enemy to repay what was devoured. Man, I love that thought. I love the thought of God making my enemy repay me for what he's stolen from me in my life. Malachi chapter 3, verse 11, again, the King James Version declares, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. Again, it's a promise. It's a promise that says, I'll rebuke those that are coming against you. I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. He'll not destroy your fruit. He'll not destroy your ground. He'll, and he'll never and he'll not cause your, your, your crop to go south, saith the Lord of hosts. The Lord rebukes the devourer. No matter what the enemy has held up in the past, the Lord can make you whole. Now, you, man, I, I hope somebody's going to catch this today. The Lord reverses economic decay. You've got economic decay. I can tell you right now, my bank account is not good. I'm looking. (laughs) I saw a meme on Facebook and I thought, yep, that's me. Because it states, I'm financially set to make it through the rest of this year. 
Well, that's just today. (laughs) That's about right for my bank account today, right? But the Lord reverses economic decay. And I believe the Lord's going to bring provision into this ministry like we've never seen before because he's got something that we need to do yet on this earth. The Lord reverses and restores the years of emotional destruction and discouragement that you faced. Listen, you've got emotional scars. You've got emotional wounds. You've got discouragement, despair. Give it to the Lord. Begin to pray over those who have who have wronged you. Begin to pray desperately over those who have who have come against you. And I'm not saying pray that God will strike them down. I'm saying pray that God will lift them up. Pray that God will bless them. Pray that God will bring them into his fold. Pray that God will save them from destruction. As you begin to pray that type of a prayer over your enemy, the Bible says it's like heaping coals of fire on their head. They're going to become miserable. I tell people a lot. They don't really like this, but I do. A, I, I might do a sermon, or, or and I've probably said it on here, I pray that that you are miserable until you allow God to have your life. (laughs) I do. I pray that you're miserable. I pray over you that that God makes you miserable until you surrender to him. And and that's kind of what that is. When you pray for your enemy, when you pray for that one who spitefully used you, but you pray for their salvation, you pray for, for God to lift them out of the mire that they're in, it's like heaping coals of fire on their head. He is Lord over all. Let God make you whole. That Joel 2.25 declaring, I will restore to you the years. It's, it's not just one thing. It's the years that have been taken from you. God can reverse, revive, accelerate, and restore the resources, opportunities, and the time that the enemy has stolen from you. You, you, you want to look at a, a story. Look at Job. Whew, I don't want to go through what Job went through. I don't want to lose what Job lost. I haven't lost anything compared to what Job has lost in this story. But look what happens through that. He remains faithful to God, refusing to turn away from God, knowing that God is his wholeness. And in the process, in the end, God restores Job back to Job multiple times over. Yes, the loss is still serious. The loss still hurts. But the return, God's reward in that in that faithfulness is monstrous. He will return to us everything the enemy has stolen. He is God and he holds all power and authority in his hands. Psalms 50 verse 10. For every beast of the forest is mine and the cattle upon a thousand hills. There's been a few times when I've asked God, hey, Lord. You reckon we could sell a few head of them cows because the market's good and I could use some money. (laughs) I know it sounds funny, but I'm serious. You know, God says I own the cattle on a thousand hills. He has the provision that we need and he will restore to us. Psalms chapter 24, verse one says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. It's the Lord's. We are the Lord's. We're the Lord's creation. God created each of us. He created everything that we see around us, including us. The earth is his. Time is his. Restoration is his. Trust him. Trust his timing. His timing is perfect, and his way is perfect. Zechariah 4, 6 declares, Then he answered and spoke unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. By my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Revival comes from God. And I believe he is preparing and now is pouring it out on his remnant, on those who are hungry and thirsty for him. Are you hungry? 
Are you thirsty? See, that's where it's going to come from. Lord, we, we ask that you prepare our hearts as willing vessels, that you might pour out this latter rain through us, that we, that we prepare the way for your holy presence to invade this earthly place and restore to us to you and your heart. We are the ones who are to prepare the way. God, God put us here on this earth to prepare the way. It's been spoken through the prophets. We're here to prepare the way. God, God we've got to be hungry. We've got to be thirsty. This end time move of God, this latter rain, this, this end time revival, this raising up of, of this end time God people is not going to come out of mega churches. It's not going to come out of these big movements. It's going to come out from only those who are hungry and those who are thirsty for a move of God's spirit. Those who are seeking him, who are desperate for him. Are you desperate today? Are you desperate for a move of God in your life? Are you desperate enough to get on your knees and cry out to him, to fully surrender to him? Because that's what it takes. It takes full surrender. It takes giving my life 100% to God. God, you, you, everything I have is yours. Everything about my my life is yours. Do with me as you will, Lord, because I'm a willing vessel. Pour through me however you need to. That's the prayer we must have. Joel chapter 2, verse 28 through 32 declares this. It shall come about after this that I shall pour out my spirit on all mankind, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. Even in, on the male and the female servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show signs and wonders, displaying my power in the heavens and on earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. And it shall come about that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved from the coming judgment. For on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there will be those who escape, as the Lord has said, even among the remnant of survivors whom the Lord calls. I want to be part of that remnant. I want to be a part of this latter movement of God. I want to be that preparer of the way. I want to be the one with the machete hatching my way through a, a jungle, making a trail that others can follow towards the king. I want to bring about change in people's lives. I can't do it on my own. It must come simply by being an open, willing vessel that God can pour into and through into the other lives of other people that I might come in contact with. That's what I'm doing on this microphone. I'm just being a willing vessel. I'm allowing him to pour his holiness through me, through these airways, however that works, so that you get to hear it on the other end. And now it's up to you. What are you going to do with it? See, I'm praying that you become so miserable that you can't stand who you are until you surrender to him. It is my prayer. <laughs> like it or not, you can't stop me from praying it. Amen. We love you. We, we, we think the world of all who listen to these broadcasts. I, I know that God's got a plan for you. I know that you're not here by accident. I know that you have a purpose. God created each one of us for such a time as this, or we wouldn't be here today. You want to know why you've survived some of the things you've survived? Because God's got a plan for your life, and you need to get your head on straight, get your heart right, and let him use you and your circumstance and, and, and your redemption story to speak into someone else's life. The, the Bible literally says that we overcome our enemy. We overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb. That's our surrender to Jesus Christ. He died on a cross, a brutal death, bled and died for us. He was risen again. He, he, he rose again in three days. Now he sits at the right hand of the Father. Actually, I don't believe he's sitting anymore. I believe he's standing, waiting on the order to come get his kids. 
But the, the, the rest of that scripture says we overcome by the blood of the lamb, by, the, by our surrender to Christ, and by the word of our testimony. That word of our testimony, that's our story. That's our story. Not, not who we were, not how bad we were, not how cool we were. No, none of that. It's our redemption story. It's the story of how God called us out of darkness, how he picked us up out of the miry clay, how he set our feet on a rock, how he he built us a fortress around us, how he became our refuge and our strength. He became our deliverer. That story can set captives free. It's the story that set you free. Now it's time for you to tell your story to set someone else free. I know a lot of folks with a lot of stories. I've watched them. I've watched them let God use them, and I've watched them see in their own eyes other people brought out of of depression, brought out of whatever it might be, and and the captivity has been broken, and, and the bonds of bondage have been broken. These chains have fallen off of people, and they've been set free from the story of other believers. That's what he's calling us to today. Revival is going to come from us. It starts in our heart. We must start the fire of God. Once that fire consumes us and burns away the chaff in us, then we can take it to our place of worship, to the place that we pray. Remember that poem from yesterday? And it'll burn the golden calf. It'll get rid of the idols. We, we become a true worship. We become a true pattern after God. We, we become hearts after God when we get purified in the fire, that refiner's fire that purifies our hearts. From that point, we can go into our community. We can go into our states. We can go into our countryside. And, and, and the next thing you know, as a wildfire sparks and moves and, and, and keeps growing, the next thing you know, we begin to en- encroach upon our entire nation with the Spirit of God. That's the end-time revival that's coming. That's the part of God I want to be a part of. Are you with me? Are you going to walk with me in this? Are you going to join us in this journey? That's what Rhonda and I are praying over you right now, that you join us in this journey, that you become partners in ministry, and you begin to do your part by speaking your life story into others, your story of redemption of how God sets you free, and now he's using you to minister to other people. Amen. We love you so much. We thank you so much for this past year. We thank you for all the support, all the prayers. May God bless you as we move into a new year. May you continue to walk through us with us on this journey as we head off into this wilderness again, starting a new year. Nothing changes. Seasons come and go, but life doesn't stop simply because a season comes to an end. This year, this season is coming to an end at midnight tonight, but a new season begins at 12.01. So, so you've got to walk with us because nothing stops. Nothing stops happening. We keep moving. We have to keep moving forward. Amen. We have to keep on our knees and, and crying out to God for deliverance. God is our healer. He's our rock. He's our fortress. He's our foundation. We've got to realize that we need each other to do all of this together. Amen. Ron and I love you. We're praying over you. We're praying for a successful new year coming. We're praying that God blesses you abundantly like never before, that you see an outpouring of his spirit over you and your family like you've never seen in this coming season. God bless you guys. Thank you for your support. You can find all of our giving links on www.livingloudoutdoors.com. This is the last day of the year. If you would like to have a giving receipt showing something for this year, 
make sure you've got that given before midnight of, of tonight. And, and we'll make sure that we get that documented and you'll get a, re, a giving receipt from us. We are a 501c3 ministry. We can provide you with that giving receipt for your taxation if that's what you prefer. I'm not worried about it either way. I know God's going to take care of us and I know he'll bless you for blessing others. Amen. We love you. God bless you. We'll talk to you again real soon.